Hello and welcome to the Verblio Show. This is the podcast for digital agencies and digital marketers brought to you by Verblio, the friendliest content creation platform in the business. I'm your host, Steve Pakras, and I'm Verblio's CEO. In today's episode, I'm talking with Jeffrey Peace of Message Mechanics. Jeffrey is a master of marketing messaging and one of the best marketers I've ever had the pleasure of working with. I was keenly interested in Jeffrey's guidance on how to message through the current times. Before this role, Jeffrey previously served as the CMO of multiple B2B tech companies. We talked on May 30th, 2020. Enjoy the conversation. Hello, everyone. I'm excited to introduce you to my old friend, Jeffrey Peace. We worked together over 12 years ago during the Great Recession. Uh, he was the marketing leader of a private equity portfolio company that I was working with and advising a multiple of companies. He's been the CMO of large public companies as well. And now he has his own messaging agency, uh, which is an individual consulting business on how marketers and companies should think about their messaging. Jeffrey, what I miss? Uh, no, I think you pretty much got it. Uh, and I, I think when we talk about messaging, it's important to talk about that what we're really looking to do uh, is find the essence of a company, find the essence of their value, their product, whatever it is we're positioning, and then boil it down to that few clear words that are going to help and grow their business. Or in times like these, maybe just help their business survive and come back stronger. And these crazy trying times where every day feels like it could be a month. Uh, I want to say that today is March 30th. Uh, Jeffrey is in New York City in the epicenter uh, of the crisis. Uh, thank you very much for joining us during these crazy times, but also messaging can change two weeks at a time. So wanted to add that context. And, you know, being at the epicenter too, I want to say that um, I still feel really lucky to be one of the people that's, you know, sitting in a nice home office, able to, you know, to keep working and keep helping businesses and just be relatively safe in all of this. It's, a, it's just a different world where you feel like you are very fortunate in order to be suffering just the way you are and not much worse. It's a really good way of putting it. And it's funny that we met in the Great Recession and then uh, you know, went through a, a, a very long period of economic growth. And, uh, and here we are talking again in these times. Yeah. Wonder what the next round will be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping for another nice 12 year stretch of economic yeah. growth when, when this is all over. As somebody who has guided companies through their marketing, through their messaging, through tough crises before, what, did, uh, what were some examples of companies that got it right last time that you were working with? Uh, and how are you applying some of those lessons to your current companies that you're working with? Well, there are some aspects to what's happening now that are unprecedented relative to something like the, the 2008 recession. I, I think the difference here is, is the level of broadly shared human suffering. So as much as I would like to draw lessons from companies that did things well in the past, I'm actually really right now a lot more inspired by companies that are doing things well in the present. Companies that are, even when they can't earn the revenue they normally earn, are earning the goodwill and the brand identity and the just kind of the human identity that's going to let them come back stronger. When I see Hotels.com doing a 10-second ad that says, stay home, that's very meaningful to me. When I see, um, you know, even a week ago, uh, when people were still talking about trying to reopen quickly, you had people like, Mark Cuban, and I mean, he's, he's considered one of the sharks, right? I mean, they don't call his show Teddy Bear Tank. But he was saying, do not rush your workers back to work. This is a business issue. It's not just a safety issue. Because 
brands are going to be defined by what they do in these kinds of times for decades. I think to some extent right now, helping is the new selling. It's wonderful if you're a business that is able to serve people in a good way and is making the same or more revenue during this crisis. But we aren't all going to run an economy on Netflix and Purell. And the majority of businesses are not in that position. If you can pivot your offering in a way that helps you and your business thrive right now, fantastic. Nobody's going to begrudge you that. But if you can't earn the same level of revenue that you normally earn, remember that the help that you provide right now and the way that you show and establish your brand identity is going to burn into people's memories for a long time. Do the things, and agencies, listen to this, do, help your clients, advise your clients to do the things and market around them that are really genuinely helpful right now. Because marketing is always something that lays the groundwork for future selling. Right now, some of that selling may be farther in the future than it traditionally has been. But at some point, things are going to return to something resembling some kind of normalcy. And the brands that come back as good or much stronger are going to be the ones that established that brand definition, that brand identity of doing the right, the human things right now. Kind of feels to me kind of like off-season training for athletes. There's no games to be played. All you can do is make yourself as prepared as possible for when they come back on. That is such a good way of putting it because I think we could roughly, I mean, very roughly group businesses right now, all businesses across the whole large and small spectrum of the economy into probably three buckets. One bucket is what I would call the accidental winners. I mean, Purell, Clorox, Netflix, there's none of those ever wanted this to happen. You know, Zoom never wanted this to happen. Um, they're economically benefiting from it, not in a bad way. They're just happen to be the ones that are serving needs that are suddenly present. That's great. And again, nobody's going to begrudge them that. Then you have businesses like, for example, B2B enterprise software companies, which is a large part of my traditional stomping ground, that are still able to deliver their products, even though some of their customers downstream may be less enthusiastic about taking them on. So, you know, sales may be down, but they're able to continue to be in business. And then you have a certain number of businesses, many, many kinds of businesses from restaurants to theaters, cruise ships, travel companies, all kinds of businesses that there's just, it is off season for them. Really the only thing that they can do right now is that what you called the off season training. And they, they should nonetheless be doing that. One of your previous guests said, um, you know, stopping marketing to save money is like stopping um, your watch to save time. It's hard to keep that lesson in your mind when your business is economically suffering. But if you are able to, you should be earning something right now. If you can earn the revenue, of course, do it. If what you can earn right now is goodwill, reputation, brand value, then by all means do that because there will be businesses that come back really well and better than ever and there will be businesses that don't. And a lot of that determination is made in the off season. Just thinking about the different segments is a really nice way to think about it. 
Can you, do you have examples that pop into mind of both companies that are getting it right right now, especially in the second and third categories of companies that are just surviving and companies that are suffering? I can actually give you some examples from the very large to the very small. Some of these are personal examples and some of them are just ones that I've been inspired by. Great. So um, I already told you about Hotels.com putting out an ad that says stay home, directly counter to their short-term economic interests, just the right thing to do. Okay, so bless them for that. Um, <clears throat> another one on the large side, which I think a lot of people are familiar with now because they did it a couple of weeks ago early on is LMVH is the French um, luxury brand conglomerate that mm -hmm. produces things like Christian Dior perfume. And they converted their perfume factory to make hand sanitizer, not mm -hmm. Christian Guerlain hand sanitizer, unbranded hand sanitizer that they're giving away free to French healthcare organizations. Their other alternatives would have been to either shutter their factories and lay off all of their workers, or to kind of fiddle while Rome burns and keep making Christian Guerlain perfume while the world was suffering. And they did none of those things. So instead of being an out of touch Marie Antoinette luxury brand, they are burned into my mind forever as La Rosie the Riveter, you know, for the modern times. And I don't know if I'll ever be buying any Christian Dior perfume, but if I do, I'll think of them very warmly. So that's a great example of a big company doing it right. right. I, I'm also seeing a lot of examples of businesses on the smaller end of the scale working to get offerings online that are not traditionally online at all. Hmm. Uh, I'm seeing so many yoga teachers, physical therapists, people in offering all kinds of normally very high touch in-person kind of work taking that online. And of course, it's not the same, but they're learning very, very fast how to do that. They're teaching on Zoom. They're finding ways to, to charge for it either, you know, on a fee-based thing or subscription, or actually even having people contribute what they can in some cases. There's no way that any of these businesses, well, there's some way that some of these businesses may earn what they did. Some mm -hmm. of them by offering a lighter offering to many more people may actually earn more. Again, they are earning tremendous goodwill. They're defining their brand in a, in a new way. And that's going to help them come back stronger when people are able to take on those businesses in person again. Marketing is always a longer term thing than selling. We're, we're just recognizing that a little bit more now. I mean, think about it. Like a startup business initially has a tiny amount of revenue yeah, a funded startup has a tiny amount of re revenue relative to its expense. Investors are investing for the long term of the value that business can create. That's obviously easiest to say when you have enough money in the bank to keep going through that period of deficit. But I think that we ought to be thinking about all of our businesses that way right now. We should be thinking about creating long-term value and that long-term value will convert into revenue as the economy can support it. Uh, I'd love to ask you about uh, clients that you're working with, any specific examples or even directional examples you can give of the ways that they are helping them change their, change their brand, change their messaging. Well, I think one thing that's very important to recognize right now for my clients and anybody's clients is that this is a defining moment. There are two competing or complementary elements here. One is that 
on one hand, hardly anybody can think about anything except the coronavirus crisis right now. They think they're, they're concerned about their family's health. They're concerned about getting sick. They're concerned about their, their own businesses. Marketing to people right now has to recognize that, whether it can directly address it or just find ways to help people find whatever comfort, whatever peace, whatever enablement they can during this time. One competing element is recognizing that this is 98% of what's on everybody's mind right now. The other competing element goes back to what I was saying earlier, which is that this will not last forever. And so businesses need to be very focused on defining themselves in a way that is helpful now and sets them up for success as normalcy returns. Cool. Jeffrey, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Your insights are incredibly helpful and it's always good to catch up with you. All right. Thanks. That's it for this episode of The Verblio Show. Thanks for tuning in. This is Steve Pockross in Denver, Colorado, signing off.